Listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is AJ Sharp. I'm your host today, and for the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking all things food and drink. This week, I'm joined again by the lovely Susie Pelter, who will be our guest presenter today. Susie is no stranger to TV and radio. She's done lots of presenting. She's also a demo chef, food judge, recipe writer, brand consultant, and ambassador for both Marie Curie and the Good Grief Trust. Hello. Hello, AJ. In your spare time... (laughs) Yes. You spend a lot of time, I know this because I follow your Instagram, Yes, searching for the best new snacks. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> well, it's kind of part because I just love doing it and also it's part work as well. So I like to look at new trends that are out in the shops, but I also just really love snacks. So I like to see that the new products that are out, the new flavour combinations. People always ask me, do I buy everything that I see? No, but I do buy a lot of it. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and do you take it home and presumably your kids love this? Are they are they good snack testers? They are. Some of them are weird and wonderful combinations, not so much. I have a friend who shares all of my treats with me. So she's a really good snack buddy. I love this. Yeah. I need a snack buddy in my life. <laughs> See, I, think, I think everyone I work with might be my snack buddies. <laughs> <laughs> now, this week's show is right up your street again. After oh. last week's amazing chocolate and sweet tasting, we are now all about hot chocolate oh, today. I know. I'm so excited. Do you like hot chocolate? I love hot chocolate and it smells so good in here at the minute. It does, doesn't it? So our expert on the show is Jens Knup. I don't know if I've said that quite right. Perfect. Oh, oh. thank goodness. <laughs> From Knup's which might be the best hot chocolate in the world, possibly. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Well, hello, AJ. Hello, Susie. Thanks for having <laughs> Hi. me. Hi. Thanks so much for coming in. So can you tell us a little bit about Knoops? What's your journey so far? Because you weren't... Was it always hot chocolate right from the beginning? Well, funny enough, it was always chocolate, even before I was born, because my surname, Knoop, means button in Dutch, and we are working with chocolate buttons. So here we are. <laughs> I didn't know it, my mother didn't know it, and here we are, spreading uh, the word of, of good hot chocolate. No, it wasn't always like this, but I did see a gap in the market and a lack of good drinking chocolates. So about 11 years ago, I had the epiphany of... I need to do this. And it was the winter 2012-2013 when I was walking through central London, was craving a really good hot chocolate, couldn't find one. And I thought, let's change the world and make it a better hot chocolate world. I love this. This is so exciting. Hot chocolate is just, for me, it's the comfort drink I go to when I've had a really tough day or yes. I'm really cold skiing and someone says, should we stop and have a hot chocolate? Yes, please, I'm really and cold. F- and for the kids as well. The kids just love to have it. It feels like a really indulgent hot drink that they can that they can have too. 
Mm. We often take a flask when we're hiking and, you know, it's morale. We call it morale. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get to the next peak, you can have some morale. And Liquid they're like, morale. <gasps> Elite of morale on the go, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's not just indulgent because we have people coming in every morning yeah. on a daily basis. That, and that is their their energy boost in the morning. So it's everything. It's indulgence. It's your daily intake. It's escapism. It's going back memory lane. My childhood was definitely chocolate fueled. So I love stepping back to that time and just reliving it through one of the milky chocolates we offer. I think really, really good quality hot chocolate always reminds me of how I wanted Willy Wonka's world to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, with the sort of the hot chocolate late yes and i just remember reading this book as a child thinking i must go to this place Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you can find it now 10 times around the uk dotted i wouldn't call myself willy wonka but (laughs) about at this at this stage um 10 knobs dotted around the uk really whereabouts are they because i know about the one in rye because i live near but where else are there the mothership is in rye where it all started 10 years ago 18th of april with the 10th anniversary but we're also in bright in London, in Kensington, in King's Road, in Covent Garden, Knightsbridge, Oxford, Cambridge, and the biggest one, Manchester. Sensational up there. Really? Fantastic. They love their white chocolate up there. I love Manchester people. Really? (laughs) I think they're Mancunians, aren't they? Yeah, Mancunians. Sorry, I come from the salsa. But yes, I love the Mancunians and their sweet tooth. Oh, amazing. So the white chocolate's really sweet, is it? It is very sweet. But when we had the opening weekend, it was very busy and I was standing outside to introduce Knobs, introduce myself and get to know the people as well. It didn't even mention white chocolate and they were demanding it. They were queuing <laughs> for it as a hot chocolate, as a cold chocolate. Yeah, we have it. We have it for you. Oh, amazing. That's so fascinating, isn't it? Mm. Do you notice that across, you know, you mentioned a lot of different London-based stores. Correct. Cafes, are mm-hmm. they? Yeah, I would say cafe without the, well, we do have coffee, but I think we created something new, so we're still struggling to find the exact word for it. Let's call it a chocolate cafe. Yes, it's sort of a <laughs> chocolatery, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Do you notice that across London or from Rye to London to Manchester, there's a distinct difference in the sort of hot chocolate that people order? Um, I would say so. So Rye is definitely a tourist destination. We have great local support from people living in Rye. But when the tourists are coming in at the weekends or over the summer, they do want big size, proper sweet milkshake as a treat. Mm. Whereas in London, customers would like something much lighter as a cacao tea, for example. Zero calories, zero carbs. Very invigorating. Manchester, as we mentioned earlier on, white chocolate heaven. <laughs> and then Brighton, we have other trends there. As, as we know, Brighton is a microcosmos in mm. itself with very distinct flavor profiles. Yes, every destination is different and we're always surprised. Fantastic. That's so interesting, isn't it? So what have we got on the table in front of us here? I prepared three different chocolates. I have two dark chocolates, one milk chocolates, and all three of them are very, very popular. On the left-hand side, the darkest chocolate is a 72% single-origin chocolate from Peru. If you want to give it a try, Mm. don't be scared. It's not bitter. (laughs) (laughs) But people come into your chocolate cafe Mm -hmm. and... They actually choose the percentage of cocoa that they want in their hot chocolate. That's correct. So we have 22 different hot chocolates and six different cold chocolates. And the cold chocolates could be an iced chocolate, so the equivalent of a chocolate milk, or a milkshake. 
the 22 different chocolates range from infamous 28% white chocolate up to the 100% dark chocolate, which is wow. much more intense. Mm. I try to stay away from describing it as bitter, but it's certainly a trip. Intense. <laughs> intense, yep. Not yeah. for everybody, but it is popular. You will be surprised. Yeah, well, I think if you, you know, somebody, my mum, for example, she doesn't have a sweet tooth mm. at all. She doesn't really like sweet things. So she, that would probably really appeal to you. Yeah, her. my husband's exactly the same. I mean, I'm intrigued by this 72% because it's so creamy and yep. so it's not bitter at all. You're absolutely right. It's it's absolutely delicious. It's intensely cocoa-y. Yes. I really enjoy it. Me too. I Even with my sweet teeth, I really like it. And, and it has notes of caramel and cashew in there. And that's the quality of a single origin chocolate. I always encourage customers to go a little bit higher in percentage as well. And then if they don't like it, we just say, okay, let me do your, your usual or something sweeter. But it's nice to explore different percentages and what their qualities are. And this one, I think, is, is very beautiful. It used to be my desert island chocolate, but I'm changing it around all the time. <laughs> so do you, you have customers? Customers presumably coming in saying, you know, unlike the coffee where you come in and say you want a half cap, you know, latte, mm -hmm. da da da, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know how to order one of those, mm -hmm. clearly. So you have people coming in asking for a specific percentage of chocolate, mm -hmm. a specific milk, presumably. Correct. A scenario would be I would like a 75% from Tanzania made with oat milk. Wow. So we have a whole range of alternative milks, uh, plant-based milks, oat, almond, soya, coconut, and so on. Just we want to be inclusive and we're not charging extra for them either. But we are also working with the local dairy here um, from the area to bring everybody into the store. What do you think of that one? I think it's absolutely delicious. I think also what makes it stand out is the flavor profile. Mm. There's every single mouthful you can taste something different. Yep. And that's the sign of excellent chocolate. I mean, I know AJ and I have tasted a lot of chocolate over the years yep. as well. And when you can taste fruit and when you can taste, you can almost taste where it's from. Yep. It's it's even more satisfying than, than a regular just, you know, knocking it back, mm. hot chocolate. There's so much going on. There's a sort of multi-savouriness in mm. there as well as the sweet and the kind of lovely rounded bittery notes from the cocoa, which is just gorgeous. And not, But not everybody wants that. Some people just want straightforward chocolatiness and that's what we have as well so for example the next chocolate i have here for you is a 54 percent dark chocolate blend so this is where you will not experience fruitiness or nuttiness but what i have done to this is what i call knopology um, so 54 percent and dark chocolate blend with some fresh orange zest Oh. Very, very popular. One of our best-selling ingredients. But try oh. that and let me... Oh, you can really smell the orange on the mm. nose, can't you? I've got a thing about chocolate orange. Um, good thing or bad? A very good thing. Okay, good. A very good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and actually on a lot of my snack-finding missions when I'm looking at trends, I am constantly pleasantly surprised at how chocolate orange just seems to stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. People love it and mm -hmm. this is delicious. I mean, this is just... It is really delicious. Yeah. This is liquid gold. It's <laughs> it's like a it it does remind me of Terry's chocolate orange, but a thousand times better than it. <laughs> because it has 
proper orange zest in there. And all it needs, just a little bit of clean orange zest, micro zest it into it, and we're frothing it up. Perfect. And we do that with a whole of with a whole list of ingredients. We do that with lime, lemon, ginger as well. But we also steep fresh ingredients like mint, so a little bit more classic, but then also thyme and rosemary to push the boat out. I personally really love a 70% dark chocolate blend with rosemary and sea salt. Oh, hmm. I am alone on this planet um, with that. <laughs> but hey, it's it's fun to experiment. Oh no, that sounds amazing. That does sound really good. I think also with this chocolate oranges, you've got that you know, the, the richness of the chocolate, but that bright orange kind of lingering at the end as well. It's, I mean, I've tasted a lot of chocolate orange things and sometimes they sit apart. They don't quite marry. Mm. Whereas here there is a perfect marriage of those flavors and they're just so delicious together. And if you want to bring it up a notch, add a little bit of chili to it. Mm. So you have the sensation of chili in the throat and the aroma of the orange on your nose. So it doesn't clash. But I didn't want to push it at this stage. So I oh. thought, oh, let's, let's go oh, with the classic. Oh, you should have yeah. done. Okay, next time. <laughs> on the next show. I mean, I've drunk all of mine because that's how much I liked it. Oh, <laughs> it is delicious. I did bring another one, which is very, very popular. And one theme we have throughout all the uh, 10 stores at the moment is people like milk chocolate very, very much. So what I brought in now is a 43% single origin from Venezuela with a hint of sea salt, which makes it into a salted caramel chocolate, which is beautiful. It accentuates the flavor profile of the chocolate. So give it a try. So you didn't add caramel to it then? It doesn't need to because the chocolate making process um, caramelizes the Already. sugar just a little bit, but the sea salt just emphasizes just it. Just lifts a bit. it. That's my kind of thing. Mm. Mm. It's so good. It's almost, there's almost like a butterscotch. Mm -hmm there that's it i mean i personally love milk chocolate that would be my choice but it's interesting what you said of people coming in and asking for advice over the kind of hot chocolate for they sh that they should get i perhaps wouldn't have ordered the 72 percent, but it's absolutely incredible so i think being able to offer that advice to people and find out the flavors they like as well you can open their eyes to different types of hot chocolates they might not originally have tried. And what is interesting, AJ mentioned skiing early on, and that's what we usually get when people are overwhelmed by the choices of having 22 different chocolates on the wall. I always say, switch off, just describe your perfect chocolate drink if it's cold or hot. And skiing is one of the references. Mm. Venice is one of the references mm. or childhood. And then we match it, the experience we have over the last 10 years. We can start to match it. Skiing, yeah, would be something rich, not Probably too dark. similar to this. Very maybe. similar to mm. this, yes. But skiing is a good reference point. Mm. That's probably where I drink the most hot chocolate. See, I haven't been skiing, but I like the idea of apres ski. Yes, you would. You would enjoy that, <laughs> I, I assure you. Yes. <laughs> that hot chocolate is something else, isn't it? Really it really is. I mean, it, it plays up to every everything I love. It's sweet, it's rich, it's creamy, it's toffee, it's beautiful. And I think, I don't know whether it's the salt inclusion, but it gives it a much more full-bodied mouthfeel. Mm. The psychology of, and the physical aspect of salt behind it, it just needs a tiny little bit. Don't make it a salty drink. No. It's just very subconscious and you almost don't detect it. It actually is more on the lips mm. than you actually can taste it on the on the tongue. It just so brightens everything as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. And yeah. that's why chocolate and salt is so popular. Mm. And it is our second best-selling ingredient after orange. Is ah. it? Mm -hmm. Wow. So we've just tasted the two top. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and they're, they're the ones I would have picked. So 
They well, are I delicious. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, my kids would absolutely yes. adore that. Yeah, and what, what I love as well is within a family, you have lots of different taste buds, lots of different flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. My husband, for example, doesn't have a sweet tooth. He would go for something quite dark, whereas I would go for milk mm-hmm. um, or even the chocolate orange. So you kind of, you've got something for everybody here, haven't you? What is very popular is when the kids are coming in for, let's say, a milk chocolate milkshake, very often adults are going for a mocha. as a hot or as a cold drink, so a dark chocolate with a double shot espresso that would just help them get through that day. (laughs) (laughs) That feels familiar. (laughs) But you don't do coffee, do you? It is very much a hot chocolate. Oh, absolutely. We do coffee. Absolutely. Yes, very, very popular. Very often the first drink in the morning for a lot of people is the coffee. And this is how we introduce them to the brand. Mm. Uh, They do come in, see the chocolate menu, and "Mm, but I still need my coffee. And that's where we direct them to the mockers, hot or cold. See, I have a very good friend who doesn't drink coffee at all and only drinks hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. And so she almost feels a bit embarrassed sometimes going somewhere where it's just coffee because she can't have a hot drink and kind of feel like a grown up too. So this is perfect for her. I need to meet your friend. (laughs) (laughs) She would love you. Excellent. (laughs) It's absolutely fascinating. Did you come from a foodie background? Not at all. Zero. Except that I ate a lot of chocolate and I loved it. But I really learned on the go. When I opened 10 years ago, I did not know what I would do during the summer because I thought everybody's going to drink hot chocolate. It's going to be so good. They will all fall in love with it and they don't care if it's hot or cold. Well, that changed within the first month when I opened. I have a background in... Uh, so I came over to England to study photography in Bournemouth. Then I went to into video streaming for focus groups. And that's where I heard a lot of opinions from consumers globally, actually. And what I heard a lot was I want to treat myself, but it can't be too expensive. So small, affordable luxury. So that was one part of the trigger. And the other part was that winter 2012, 2013, when I was walking through um, central London, And the offerings uh, were dire. It really wasn't great, the hot chocolate. And I thought, okay, how can I put this together? And there it was. It really was a gut feeling. And it was, let's jump into the deep end of the chocolate pool and just do it. It's really interesting you talking about gut feeling. I think, you know, we meet a lot of different founders and people, don't we? And the number of people who talk about this intuition, this moment where they just went, I just felt like I had to do it. You know, we had lovely Maya from playing Chalk and she just said she just had this moment. She was playing with her kids and she was giving them snacks that she just went, I've got to create something Mm -hmm. here that's better for the environment, that's more ethical, that's more sustainable. Mm -hmm. But it brings play and a treat all together into one. And it's it's almost like a drawer, isn't it, where you think I have to do this. This is. My life is not complete if I wouldn't have done it. But I always say, I don't have a commercial mind and I have a full commercial team with me, not even behind me or in front of me, but with me, who are pushing out this vision to a larger audience and and hopefully beyond the UK as well. So I'm very grateful that I have been more or less discovered about three years ago by my executive chairman, William Gordon-Harris. And he said, I see the vision I can help you make this bigger. Let's bring you to London. And that happened three weeks before the first lockdown. Whoa. Great timing. (laughs) So you'd opened up stores, had you, mm -hmm. just before lockdown? Yep, three weeks before. (gasps) But I think it's a testimony that uh, it was the right product and the right strategy at the 
Well, there's never a right time, obviously. Throughout the lockdown, there wasn't a right time, but that it was the perfect product and the right strategy to make people happy, to help them get through lockdown, because it was a tough time, not just for the business, but also for the individual. And I had very good feedback from the customers. Thank you for helping me getting through this. And So you yeah. were able to stay open and do takeaways and things like that? Our business is predominantly a takeaway anyway, so we didn't have to make too many changes to the business. We, we added an extra door to one of the London stores uh, to help the flow of customers sure. going through extreme measures to keep everybody safe, the customers as well as the staff. As it was about, okay, how can we make this situation a little bit better and help you get through this? And hot chocolate and uh, milkshakes definitely were the key. Mm. I can really see that something like a really, really luxurious hot chocolate, mm -hmm. I can just see myself kind of buying one for a friend who's having a rubbish day or yep. something and leaving it on the doorstep, ringing the bell and running away. That's lovely. Could you do that for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> no, it's, it, I think that that whole kind of takeaway culture and gifting and things like that became something really, really magical, didn't it? Mm -hmm. And we do have an online business as well where you can buy 10 sometimes special edition flakes to make ch hot chocolates at home. So that was gifted a lot during lockdown. And of, of course, it's still going on between Easter and Christmas and Mother's Day. So that's a very strong part of the business as well. Mm. So you've gone in 10 years from presumably you and one or two others in Rye. Max. 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 Okay, so you literally doing <laughs> yeah. everything, wearing all the hats, doing mm -hmm. all the work, mm -hmm. to 10 stores and how many employees? I think we're about at 170 at the moment. Wow. Uh, but of course it was seven years of me and then some really hardworking helpers in the rice store because it got out of hand. And as I said, I don't have a business mind. I don't know how much stuff I need. Mm, I learned that very quickly. It really happened from one to 10 in the last three years. That's Just incredible. because people are sharing the vision, they see the success of the story, the feedback, the uniqueness, but also how many people it touches and how egalitarian the approach is. Every ethnicity, gender, nationality, everybody comes in. And I have seen that in the first years in Rye anyway, anyway because Rye is such a, a beautiful spot to visit. Uh, but then mm. suddenly at all tourists coming from every corner of the world uh, into the store, and I thought, this is pretty cool. I like how people connect over a drink that doesn't really have a specific nationality or heritage. Because every country has some sort of relationship, the South America and mm. Europe, to chocolate and chocolate drinks. But they're all coming together for this. And I thought, there's something here. But then again, I needed a key people in the business to push this forward. It's very universal, isn't it? Mm. Unlike, uh, you know, coffee's obviously gone through a huge revolution in the last 10, 20 years. And there's almost a snobbism about it. And it can be cultural and, you know people from different areas sort of, oh that's not coffee this is coffee mm. whereas hot chocolate I can see it being very unifying yes for the whole family as well because obviously you're not going to want necessarily your five-year-old to drink coffee but <laughs> you would happily let them have some hot chocolate because yeah. it's a drink you can all share together I mean I, I love it I love the fact that you also understood kind of your limitations or what you were good at and allowing other people to help you and come on board and push you forward because mm. I think a great business owner and a person with a great product understands they can't do it all themselves. Mm. 
goes with their gut feeling, goes with their passion, goes with their intuition and allows everyone to come and get on board too. And that's obviously why you've been so successful and continue to be so successful. Absolutely. I do want to see that that five-year-old child on a double espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, neither do I. Not mine. <laughs> but it is true. Um, and that's why coffee is, it's not our best-selling product, but it is a very um, strong part of the of the business. And we're taking care of the coffee as well, making it single origin, 100% Arabica. So if the mother or the father comes in and does need that coffee fix, and the, but the child is there as well, then we have something for everybody. Yeah, it's really clever. I really like that. So you're also bringing out a cookbook. Is that right? We already have it. Yes. You already have it? Absolutely. Is this yes. how my colleague jumped on you when you walked through the <laughs> yes. door and said, please <laughs> sign my book? Yes, I will sign it. I promise before <laughs> I go. Um, yes, it introduces people to some of our recipes they can um, do at home. It's based on the on the 10 to 12 flakes we offer um, to buy in the shop or online. It's also a baking book. Uh, there's some savory dishes in there. So it, it was good fun. And a lot of testing had to be done. Oh, during the no. Shoot. It how was terrible. It was really bad. But um, all of these things I still do at home. So the granola, for example, beautiful chocolate granola I do at home. And there's there's some beautiful um, marble called tiger cakes in there, which I make myself at home as well. There is a chocolate bread and butter pudding, which I like mm. very, very mm. much. Um, there are some, there's some good stuff in there. And I, I just last weekend, uh, actually two weekends ago, I made a chili and I did put some Mexican chocolate in there based on my recipe book. That is the trick to mm -hmm. good chili, isn't mm -hmm. it? Do you put chocolate in your chili? I don't actually, but then I have fussy children who barely eat chili, so you know, oh, but yeah. I will yeah. <laughs> one day, one day, yeah. Fantastic. So, what's next for you guys? Is it national domination, world domination? Uh, let's take it slow, national <laughs> domination. <laughs> but, I, but I think we are um, spearheading a market that didn't exist before um, by introducing people to a product that has been around historically for 5,000 years in one way or another. But in terms of quality level and choices has never been there. So we're, we're very proud of that we're introducing people to a brand new yet old-fashioned product with a new take on it. Um, so by the end of the summer, we will have opened 15 stores altogether. Um, the next opening wow. is in, I think it's on the 16th of June in St. Albans. So that's going to be <gasps> that's very me. Well, there you go. I'll be there. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I'll be there as well. <laughs> oh, I'll come and see you. I will. <laughs> Excellent. Then we also um, have bath scheduled. So there are there are a few shops in the pipeline. And then... We probably take one or two weeks of holidays because we deserve it. You do. Yeah, thank you. And then we will push further. And it, it will definitely go outside the UK as well because we do see um, very strong international interest from the Far East, from all around the world. And that's based on the customers coming into the store. So can't wait. Fantastic. I wonder as well if you'd ever consider like a food service thing because I often find at the end of a meal... I don't really want a pudding. Mm. I often order a hot chocolate in mm -hmm. that moment. Is that something that you've ever... Well, it, in central London, some, um, I think in Oxford and, and Brighton and Cambridge, um, there is a delivery service. Um, we don't have one in Rye, I think, because Rye is just a tiny little bit too small for that. Mm. But uh, yes, there is a delivery service, uh, the usual platforms. But then, of course, we encourage people to, to purchase the flakes and they can make it at home yes. um, to their taste and fresh. 
Yeah, that is nice. Just get home and have a good hot chocolate at mm -hmm. home. Yeah, we often make hot chocolate at home, but now I'm going to be making it with your hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> Excellent choice. <laughs> so we are remarkably already out of time, mm. but... Is there anything else you want to add to share with anyone? Well, thank you for having me here. Some people already know me and those who don't, um, come and visit us. Uh, you will probably have the best hot chocolate you ever had. And, and of course, now with the summer coming in, it's also cold chocolate time. Um, quite indulgent milkshakes. I really like the 80% dark milk chocolate. It's like a frozen chocolate mousse. Oof. If you're in the mood for that. But then, of course, a lot of vegan options as well. If you want an iced chocolate during the summer, go for a 54 and then almond, oat, coconut. And you can also add the sea salt, the orange to it. So just because it's getting warmer doesn't mean you can't have your chocolate. Oh, I love that. Chocolate for all year round. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Susie? No, I'm coming to St. Albans. I yeah, see you there. Awesome. <laughs> I know. You better invite her to the opening. <laughs> Already invited. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Um, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available through all the usual platforms, Audible, Spotify, Podbean, podcasting app on your phone. Thank you very much to my fellow presenter, Susie Pelter. And to our guest, Jens. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. We'll be featuring Jens as one of our Food Talk heroes, so make sure you check out the website and have a look at all of that. Um, and if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us. Um, if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of past podcasts on topics from snail farming to beekeeping, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.